Use your MasterCard to witness history at Rugby World Cup 2011. Mastercard.com.au. Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Qantas Wallabies. One team, 2011. Test tickets on sale now at Ticketech.com. The Ruck. And coming up the blind side, Tony Grubber Kick Squires. Yes, indeed. What a great day. What a great day. From where I sit after weeks of rain, the skies are blue. Cadell Evans is in the yellow jersey. The gold of the Wallabies beat the green of South Africa. It's just one beautiful rainbow of sport. <laughs> Triumph, ladies and gentlemen. On that note, I welcome Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Boys, how good is it? Oh, fantastic to be Australian, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, last night was unbelievable. The Wallabies are uh, back on track after a, a good performance, good solid performance against the Springboks. And, uh, you know, it wasn't the, the best Springbok team, but certainly a good performance from the Wallabies. And then everyone went back to the hotel rooms and, or pubs or clubs and watched Cadell Evans. It was just a sensational ride. And uh, plenty of Australians uh, offshore and also onshore were very pleased, Berkey. Have you got a yellow leaders jersey, Tim? I have, yes. What do you mean yes. you've got a yellow leaders jersey? Oh, he, he was the uh, he was the um, fantastic cyclist when we were on tour, and uh, and he used to take the home the yellow jersey a fair bit. I think it was as well. So <laughs> he was the uh, he was the man we had to look up to. It was Timmy Horan. I thought he probably had taken somebody's yellow jersey. <laughs> he could have done that too. You never know. <laughs> it's not unlike him. <laughs> Look, we're obviously going to talk in great detail about uh, both Cadell Evans and certainly last night's game. We're going to talk to David Pocock, who played and was terrific to see him back in the the gold jersey. Do we have to put it in perspective? Can we now not, not just say, uh, forget the summer, that we will win the World Cup? Isn't it as simple as that? <laughs> oh, no chance. No, Berkey. Uh, I got, um, it was amazing being there last night and just seeing the euphoria of the crowd. The crowd was getting into the game. It was amazing the surface of the ground with all the rain that Sydney's had through the week. It was unbelievable being in Sydney most of the week and seeing how much rain was there. And um, You know, Quade Cooper played a good performance. And I think just the way that the whole team rallied and got the side back on track. But in saying that, as I said, you know, it wasn't a fantastic Springbok team, Berkey, was it? Mate, it wasn't uh, It wasn't flash. I thought it was going to be a lot tighter than what it was. Um, and, and Timmy, as you mentioned during the week, did you see the guys at training? I think they were training down at Grammar, I think it was, yeah. and it was puddles everywhere, yeah. and they were, they were sloshing through. But, you know, when you first run out there and as a back, you didn't want to get your boots wet. Mm-hmm. Um, James Horwell, you know, When big, you say you didn't, this is you specifically. This is me. Berkey, I, I ran it? around puddles, mate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, what, what encouraged me was uh, was James Horwell, the, you know, the big second rower, yeah. um, the Queensland Reds, victorious captain. Mm-hmm. He ran out there and skipped over a puddle. I thought, fantastic, <laughs> mate. It's gone. It's gone now through to the forwards. They've got the same sort of thing. Berkey, there must have been a few puddles when Loma was running at you, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> the, same though, the same ones that you jumped over to me as well. Oh, look, Ali's car, there's a puddle now, I've got to get out of the way. Use your MasterCard to witness history at Rugby World Cup 2011. MasterCard.com.au This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. If you want to win a brand new heart hammer, a heart, it's the best hammer in the market, I understand, uh, and I have a lot of use for hammers, as you know. Uh, uh, I'm what? I was going to say, how hard are they? Oh, they're the hardest. The hardest. Nothing hits harder, apparently. <laughs> uh, I, as you know, I'm very, very handy around the house. Mm. Uh, so, I, H- how's that mouse going? Mm, still there, mouse. <laughs> I actually had to get a use uh, the hammer. I had to use well, the hammer. You should. I actually had to get a professional in oh, really? to get rid of the mouse. Turns out the mouse was a rat. 
Oh. Mm, uh, which kind of why some of my techniques of trying to catch the thing... Well, the bucket one was only the, made for a mouse. Ma- made for a mouse. This is the one where you have to climb well, up. Well, I'm not coming to your place for dinner. Really? That's it. That's it. I'm not serving the rat. Rats and mice. And... The rat's not on the menu, Timmy. Come on. Oh, look out. I've got professionals to get rid of the rat. Oh, right. I'm okay. actually moving, changing house. <laughs> That's known. If you want to win a brand new Heart Hammer, it's the best hammer in the market. Thanks to Heart Hammers, nothing gets harder. SMS your name. And the answer to the question I'm about to provide to one triple nine one zero four nine one triple nine one zero four nine. Here's a very simple question for you: uh, What stadium was the final of the 1991 Rugby World Cup played in? The Rugby World Cup 1991 final. Where was it played? I know that uh, Tim Horan would know it fairly intimately. Mm. If you know that answer, your name and the answer to one triple nine one zero four nine. Australia thirty nine beat South Africa twenty last night with fifty almost fifty three thousand people a day in said stadium. New Zealand sixty over Fiji fourteen. I think I saw on the coverage at about minute fifty seven Robbie Dean smiling, which <laughs> certainly hasn't been a picture we've been familiar with over the past week or so. Uh, the reaction to the win. I mean, people sadly putting it into perspective. It seems Rocky Elson. What did he have to say? Well, it's interesting what he had to say after. Uh, and I thought what was a good win. Uh, these are Rocky's words. Yes. I think we can be reasonably happy with what we've came up what we've came up with this evening. Yes. We can be reasonably happy with the way we entered the contest today. We were sharp at times, mm-hmm. but we were sloppy at times. Yes. So we've got a few things we need to work on, but obviously we can be reasonably happy. Reasonably happy. Reasonably See, happy. If you've had a win, it doesn't matter where it is. If you're wearing a Wallabies jersey, you should be very excited. I think Rocky needs to take lessons. I don't know if either of you saw uh, during the week the wonderful Darren Clark winning the British Open. Now, he's a man who knows how to celebrate a victory. This is... <laughs> Like a day and a half after he's won, okay, he goes to a press conference and this is what he had to say. I had quite a few pints and um, quite a few beers and quite a few glasses of red wine and um, it all continued into um, about 30 minutes ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cigarettes about <bad> <laughs> Cigarettes are bad for you, kids. That's oh, dear. I think he just walked out of the bar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely brilliant. All right, let's get into that into that game. What a difference a week makes after that loss to Samoa. And uh, as you said, Timmy, you put it into perspective with the fact that we weren't looking at the best Springboks team they could send out here. But in terms of moving forward, we, we had Genia back and Cooper, and both looked brilliant, didn't they? Yeah, they did. It was a, a pretty solid performance from the Wallabies, and they'll, they'll be reasonably happy for that, as Rocky said. That mm. I think um, having James Horwell back as well was really important for Rocky Elson because the leadership is there as well. So, I mean, James Horwell hasn't played a test for 19 months. He had a cruciate ligament uh, injury last year and uh, only played sort of, I think, half a game for the Reds. So his leadership, also Guinea, both their experiences, and, and Digby Iwani. So that was a full-strength Wallaby team up against probably not a, not a B um, Springbok team, probably an A minus team, mm-hmm. uh, but certainly a side that gets the their gets their patterns back on track. But the big litmus test for the Wallabies in two weeks' time against the All Blacks in Auckland—that's where you'll see where this Wallaby team is at. Timmy, what about? I was going to ask you, mate. What about the patterns, though? Did you find that they had lots of patterns, or was it just the bit of the individual brilliance by uh, a Curtly Beal, a, a Quay Cooper, knowing that I don't know. I don't think they. Did they create enough to say, hey, this is, I can see what the Wallaby style is going to be for this upcoming? Well, I th- well Berkey, you, know, you and I agree. In going into a World Cup, you need momentum, and this side has some momentum now. Um, yes, they've got probably four or five players individually are probably the best in the world. So you've got Quade Cooper, Eugenio, O'Connor, 
Kirtley Beale was outstanding again. So mm. they create things, and they create things for people around them as well. So was there any team tries? Not really. Individual brilliance. Um, probably the first try, individual brilliance from Quade Cooper. Mm. Um, no, I, th- I thought they played pretty well. They'll be reasonably happy with it. Now they go to the Gold Coast today for about uh, a week, and then they fly over to New Zealand. You're the same as Rocky Elson, reasonably happy. Yeah. The, bat on, <laughs> the, the bat on pass I love too from, from yeah. Cooper. What I liked about it is, and we talked about the Reds all year, how entertaining they were. They went into a track that was greasy, it had been wet, all week, as you mentioned, still stood up well at ANZ Stadium, but they did play uh, an attractive and expansive brand of rugby. They played attacking, uh, certainly that back line, and that back line does sparkle. I'm sorry, as somebody from the outside, it was fantastic to watch them. What got me, uh, and, and I reckon you'd be the same, Timmy, is the width that they played at. Um, you know, when they got the, the turnover ball, it was, uh, it could have been Cooper 20 metre pass, Bill 20 metre pass, and all of a sudden they we, we picked at one stage. Yeah, I was sitting with George Smith like, at one stage. Yeah. There was John Smith, uh, and then there was a back row, uh, a second row, and another forward out the back there. And that's what you want to run at. As backs, that's who you want to run at. So two passes, and they're already there, rather than being you know trying to trudge it up the middle and uh, and trying to get over the top of them that way. The problem was for that I, I, the, the negative was that Digby Uoni's try, they got to him too quickly before he could do a post-try <laughs> celebration. Did you notice that? They were already on him. I don't know whether he'd been, he'd been told to back off a bit on that. I'm not sure. Yeah, they, they do need to give him space, don't they? Yeah, he was about to perform something and he just looked at the big man upstairs and uh, said hello and that was about it. So, um. <laughs> did, By the big did, man upstairs, you mean the uh, super coach Robbie Deans, obviously. That, that's right, yeah. <laughs> he's, got to, at, he's got at the moment, isn't he? He is. And speaking of big, big men, uh, we are going to chat with David Pocock, Wallaby's Star next. Use your MasterCard to witness history at Rugby World Cup 2011. MasterCard.com.au. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. And a man who will be there and who was impressive in his return to the Gold Jersey last night is David Pocock, and we welcome him now. Good day, mate. I was very, very... Uh, uh, look, I was astonished earlier in the week, David. I did see you, I think, m- might have been emerging out of the water during Wallaby's training, uh, just top off. And it looked so much like me, Berkey, didn't you think? <laughs> uh, in terms of body shape and proportion, uh, muscle structure. It was just the, the, the... What got me was just the the imbalance of the right deltoid. Yeah. You know? It just could have been just puffed up a little bit <laughs> yeah. more, I think it was. Mate, in, in terms of the, the, the dressing room last night, we heard Rocky Elsom talking about the win. Is it one of those things where you're enjoying a good win but keeping it in perspective? Yeah, definitely. That was that was definitely the case of, um, you know, a good start to the Tri Nations, but we're well aware that it's going to take a lot more than that to, to I guess, get the same result against New Zealand. And David, were you happy with the performance, your own personal performance? Um, you know, obviously sitting out and just being water boy for the Samoan game. Uh, you're back to full fitness. It must have been good for you personally to have a run last night. Yeah, I love being out there. Um, uh, I guess it's it's always hard to um, judge how you went until you see the tape, but uh, there's always there's always stuff to work on. So we'll have a look at look at that over the next few days, and then start preparing for New Zealand. Dave, with, with the momentum that the Reds brought into the into the I suppose the Wallaby squad, was it was it just great to as you pack down and, and see the ball fly around the guys like Quade Cooper, Will Genia, and then on the back of that your uh, former teammate um, James O'Connor, Kirtley Beale, just forging ahead every time yeah it's um <laughs> it was good i guess as a forward it's a it's a new mindset um wherever you are on the field you know you gotta you gotta get on your bike and support them because um just keep chasing not as not as much kicking as, as as you usually expect from from backs but um i guess that's the thing that makes them great players is that, is that they back themselves and um they've got the skills to pull off a lot of it so it was, it was good to watch 
Um, probably just, um, when you were at, uh, at the Church of England Grammar School in Brisbane, uh, in the first 15, you played it inside centred in your outside, Quade Cooper. Yeah, I did. Um, so we, we played a fair bit together. And um, yeah, Did you make his tackles back then as well? I <laughs> 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 uh, um, made, made a few for him, but uh, it's definitely a part of his game that he's improving on. Mate, um, Ben Alexander scoring a try. He's been talking that up uh, in the hours since the game. Yeah, I think the ball was meant to go to who was outside. I think Adam Ashley Cooper, but um, uh, Benny sort of pounced on it, and he loves sniffing out a try. So uh, I'm sure we'll hear about it during the week. Well, what about mate? There was calls. Um, uh, I think it was about 35 to one for for first try scorer, but I think it was going to be 100 to one to do uh, a Digby Awani esque type. What would you call it? It's it's the the post try celebration. The post try celebration. The turtle. The I think turtle. he was going to do the worm. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure how well that would have gone down with Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> is he is he pulling the reins on that? Is he? Uh, I'm not sure, but hopefully we see that at some point during the during this year's campaign. I like it. Hey Dave, so what's what's the plan now for the Wallabies? You go into camp uh, on the Gold Coast for about a week, a uh, week and a half, and then uh, over to New Zealand. But that's going to be a pretty tough match in New Zealand in two weeks' time, isn't it? Yeah, it will be. We're straight to straight to the Gold Coast this afternoon, and then uh, yeah, about a week and a half next Wednesday head to head to Auckland, um, and then the game the game at Eden Park. So, yeah, look at looking at the the All Blacks side that played um, Fiji. Um, they're playing some some pretty good rugby, and they'd be pretty happy with that start. So it'd be good to sit back and watch um, them against the box, and then you know hopefully uh, get over there and, and prepare well and and uh, go into the game um, ready for the challenge of Eden Park, I guess. All right, so straight to the Gold Coast this afternoon, ladies. If you've ever wondered what I looked like without my shirt, maybe go up to the Gold Coast and see David Pocock emerging from the surf. It's just uncanny the similarities, absolutely uncanny. David, congratulations on uh, the return to the jersey last night, and all the best for the upcoming games, mate. Cheers, thanks for having me. Use your Mastercard to witness history at Rugby World Cup 2011. Mastercard.com.au. This is the Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. Now, just uh, diverging slightly from the rugby into uh, an associated sport, i.e. cycling. <laughs> Cadell Evans, is he now the greatest Australian sports person? He, he hasn't officially yet won the Tour de France, no. but he is so close. <laughs> I don't know whether he, it's so weird, isn't it? Because if you're saying Tour de, means it's supposed to be France. You say Tour de France, or do you say Tour de France, or do you say Tour de France? I think it's probably that one. He is now in the yellow jersey after the individual time trial yesterday. Amazing. I think he was about 57 seconds behind Andy Schleck going going into it, is now a minute and a half in front. Now, traditionally, tonight's last event is basically mm. just a cruise, 90-kilometre cruise on a bike, if that could ever be described as a cruise. Mm. I wouldn't take... I'd have to get a taxi for the last <laughs> bit. The ride in is just, uh, you know, everybody patting each other on the back, get through safely. Then the green, the guys, you know, the sprinters around the Champs-Élysées, should there be Champs-Élysées at the end. Nice. Have you watched it, Timmy? Have you enjoyed it, the whole process? Oh, it's been fantastic. I, I think... Um, the way that Cadell Evans, as you mentioned, 57 seconds behind Andy Schleck coming into that ride, 42.5k, I think it was, the time trial, and, yep. and in Grenoble, just outside of Grenoble. And um, it was amazing just to see him and the pressure that he put on those guys and, and the crowds. The crowds are everywhere. I've had a few mates over there actually riding the course. Really? There's tours that go over there. They ride the course first. Uh, in the mornings, and then they they go on the side of the road in their camper vans and cheer everyone past for about three what, seconds. Even as the they mountain come past. sections. 
Yeah, yeah. So they do. They ride them, and they don't. They don't ride the whole path. They ride about sixty or seventy k's up the mountains. But yeah. um, a great tour. But he, he was unbelievable, wasn't he, uh, Cadell Evans? If anyone, if any of the listeners haven't seen it yet, watch the whole race. It goes for about fifty-five minutes of, of Cadell's ride. Mm. It was just unbelievable. So he'll um, he'll ride the Champs Elysees tomorrow in the yellow jersey. And as you said, um, that no one challenges. So the tradition is. That the last whoever wins that time trial and wins the competition, mate, you don't you don't challenge in the last race. Two things, Timmy. Did any of your blokes fall into the barbed wire? Do they, do they get uh, do they get bumped by the uh, support vehicle? Yeah. I don't think they had many support vehicles or media vehicles <laughs> following my mates. Um, I think they had a few few beer trucks following. That's what was it. And the second one was what about not uh, last night, the night before when he was he started the climb and um, Contador made the break. Uh, and he was having trouble with his back wheel. Yeah. And he sort of, he had a, a quick sort of, you know, flick of the back tyre, no, got on, no, and then just threw his bike. Yep. Those bikes are about 25 grand worth. It's like, thanks for coming. Exactly. Well, I'd like to know that. Like, we, I know no one challenges in, in the in the last race in, in Paris. But if he, Why as Cadell, he has said that. Well, it's tradition over 100 years. Oh, no, I understand that. Mm. But what, what happens if he does have a fall and there's a crash in the back of the peloton and he's part of that? Well, he's, and Andy, Andy Schleck's up front. Does he put the hammer down and sort of just try and get a minute or so in front? Well, I, if you're Andy Schleck, yeah. you'd have to give it a sly go, wouldn't you? So I think Cadell Evans, he, he's, he's excited. He's got the yellow jersey on, but he, still, he has said this morning in the paper that he still has to finish. Where does you're exactly right? I mean, the mechanical Imagine. failure is, is would be the problem. Where does it sit then in the pantheon of great Australian performances? He, there was you know, he was interviewed and there was talk of oh, America's Cup, you know, public holiday. Is it <laughs> is this deserving of a public holiday? Is it up there? Is it up there with Kathy Freeman at Sydney? Well, I'd, like to, I'd like to see Julia Gillard out there with a few beers like Hawkey was yeah. and, um, <laughs> and declare a public holiday, or you know, oh, that would wouldn't be bad for her. Any right boss tomorrow right morning letting you know yeah. providing someone a sicky or would be know. a bum. I think would be, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Great story, Cadell Evans. I mean, this is a kid, I think, about age eight, kicked in the head by a horse, expected to die. Uh, he's had a really amazing career. He's done. He's come close. I think he's got a second and a third. Mm. Uh, he's done amazingly well. Perfectly timed, planned operation this time around. Well done, Cadell Evans, Australian of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm overstating that. Use your MasterCard to witness history at Rugby World Cup 2011. MasterCard.com.au. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Boys, I, I just, from last night's game, Australia, of course, knocking off South Africa 39-20. The other game, New Zealand 60 beat the might of Fiji 14. Fiji, during the week, terrific, talking about how they would, were inspired by Samoa's performance and how that would lift them lifted them to win within 46 points of New Zealand, which was a terrific <laughs> effort. Uh, I saw in the past few years we've been watching James O'Connor play, and he's got that you know Justin Bieber style face, doesn't he? Very baby faced boy. And you think, does he belong there? Last night watching him, amazing hands. Mm. He looks like a, a test player. Is there a moment when that kind of thing happens, Berkey? Well, I think there is. Remember, he, I think he scored for, for memory. Timmy, correct me if I'm wrong. Three tries against Italy in his debut uh, in Canberra a couple of years ago. Now, but you're right. You just need one moment to say, "Hey, I'm I'm good enough here. I can I can do this." Um, but. With the company that he's in, he would have been nervous, to, no doubt, to start with. When I first started playing, uh, I was alongside of Campisi, Liner, Little, and our co-host Tim Horan. Mm. I actually introduced myself to uh, to Tim and said, uh, "You know, g'day, um, um, I'm, I'm Matt. Tim, how are you going?" And he went, um, <clears throat> "You might have heard of me. My name's uh, Tim Horan." I said, "Well, yes, I know. I know you, you're Tim Horan." <laughs> and then he proceeds to steal. I was nearly going to score a try in my first Test match. And here comes Tim, takes the ball and scores a try. Thanks, mate. Like, oh, 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 thanks. But standing uh, alongside those guys, it, but there is a moment then when you sort of realised that yes, I do belong here. There, there is a moment, and then you think uh, if you do something well, something special, you think I can, I can do this now. And uh, and and that sort of happened to to me in a way. We're playing in France, and then um, 
uh, was able to play a test match and then all of a sudden now the other blokes, Tim and Jason, are saying, hey, pass me the ball. So you, you get confidence to be able to run your own show after that. I, I used to, Berkey, I was uh, similar, but uh, I, when I started I was only 19, so I was playing with the likes of you know Michael Liner and Nick Farr-Jones and I knew I'd made it um, after about four test matches when they asked me, because so I used to always sit on my own for breakfast and dinner, and to actually join them for dinner. So <laughs> that's when you knew you'd actually made it when you were invited into the inner sanctum. And uh, but I oh, was sort of great, great moments. But I mean, James O'Connor, um, the way he's been playing on the wing, it's going to be interesting in a couple of weeks' time because I spoke to Drew Mitchell last night. Uh, he's about three or four weeks away from coming back to playing a little bit of club football and having an opportunity to, to actually make the World Cup squad. So, you know, Pat McCabe at number 12, they may have found their number 12. There's still probably a kick to come there yet with, you know, Berwick Barnes coming back as well. But James O'Connor on the wing, it allows him to rove around the field. Mm. At number 12, yes, I'd love to see him there, but I don't reckon he'd get the space that he would like uh, other than playing on the wing or at fullback. You, you mentioned some great players there. Ganier and Cooper, obviously, uh, as a halves combination, looks brilliant. How good are they? Uh, notice that John Connolly is talking about when teams, great teams, win uh, huge events... It often comes down to that, that you know, the, that area, the halves. So we talk about Far Jones and Lionel. You talk about uh, George Gregg and Stephen Larkham. These two boys, how do you see them in terms of uh, historically our halves situation, Timmy? Oh, I think they've still got a bit to go. Um, they're, they're, they're very good players and they're, they've got an opportunity in the next two or three years to be called great players. So, um, yes, they've done well with the Queensland Reds. They've got to um, transport that uh, role that they play with the Reds now to the Wallabies and, and interact with all the other Wallaby players. So, yeah, they've they're, they've got some really good vision. Um, they, they don't like to kick the ball uh, in their own 22 as much as other teams, but in saying that, they were probably the highest kicking team uh, in the Super Rugby competition, the Queensland Reds, but they kicked to regather the ball back. So, yeah, I mean, you need... Will Genia uh, is a wonderful player, and there's not much behind him. Luke Burgess, a good player, and he's going to come back on the side soon, and Nick Fibbs as well, but Genia's leadership is very important going into this World Cup with momentum. Just on that point, Timmy, did we see from last week, Samoa, to this week, South Africa... Uh, an incredible difference in, in what is a first 15 and what is a second 15 team. So, you know, we know uh, what was put on the field last night, that that's a pretty number one, that's the number one team. Is there a big difference, big drop away? Oh, there is, yeah. It, it's, it showed that probably we lack a little, a little bit of depth and probably two or three players from the Wallabies against Samoa probably played themselves out of a World Cup position, uh, World Cup squad. So the pleasing thing for me last night was James O'Connor's kicking. I think he only missed one Berkey, didn't he? And he was kicking them from the sideline. and one, yeah. And that's going to be really important World Cup time because you know, the conditions won't be uh, favourable for a lot of running rugby in the World Cup. So kicking's going to be important. So O'Connor, for mine on the wing, might be your spot going forward. And no changes you'd imagine then. You mentioned earlier, Timmy, how big this game is. Two weeks in Auckland, New Zealand, uh, the All Blacks. You see that team we saw last night will be the 15, starting 15? Pretty close to it, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say that um, the, the way they played last night and, and the continuity that they now have, um, the Springboks go away and play the All Blacks uh, on Saturday in Wellington and then uh, the uh, the All Blacks play the Wallabies in at Eden Park in Auckland in, in two weeks' time. So that, that'll tell where we actually sit as a Wallaby team because that's a, it's a huge match-up. There's a great picture in the, uh, in the paper today of Adam Ashley Cooper scoring that try and he's... He's what? He's what's that, mate? Three feet off the ground? Is uh, it? He's a, a metre and a bit. A metre and a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So three, three feet, two inches off the ground. Why um, are you speaking old school? I mean, well, well there you go. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a golfer. That's right. <laughs> I, I don't go. Me- I don't go yards. Um, but he played well last night. I thought just because he got a chance to to run with the ball, Timmy. You know, it, it was in a way he was stifled this year with with Brumbies and the, and perhaps the lack of play. 
last night he got the opportunity to, to throw the ball or get the ball, I should, should we say, from those wide passes that we spoke about earlier and actually actually do something. Yeah, it was good to see him at, uh, at number 13. He, he's been moved around for the Brumbies a lot, uh, playing at that fullback on the wing. So uh, it was great to see uh, a great crowd also there last night, over 52,000 people. And uh, amazing when the, the biggest roar went up with them, the Mexican wave was coming up. I think they, sort of <laughs> the, uh, they think, thought the game was over then. So oh, I think that the Wallabies, they've got some momentum now, but time will tell. They'll, um, they'll enjoy the weekend off uh, coming up and uh, then obviously uh, head over to Auckland on about the Wednesday before uh, the Saturday match. Speaking of momentum, when we come back... We- we are going to celebrate another great moment in a Rugby World Cup with the Minnows. Use your MasterCard to witness history at Rugby World Cup 2011. MasterCard.com.au This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. The Rugby World Cup just around the corner only. I don't know how many sleeps, but they can, we can certainly count them in um, in days now, can't we, until the Rugby World Cup kicks off. And as ever, the most anticipation is when a huge rugby country meets a, uh, a team... Not considered so huge. What are you pointing at, Matty? There is 40, 47 days, 8 hours, 41 minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> You've got the to time the first, clock. To the first game against New Zealand v Tonga. New Zealand v... Well, see, there's one of the games we're talking about, New Zealand v Tonga. We thought we'd take you back to an amazing game of rugby just to celebrate what a team that do- isn't expected to do well can do. We're talking about Japan and New Zealand. Bloemfontein's Vodafone Park, or as it's more affectionately known, the Free State Stadium, has been witness to some truly remarkable sporting events in its life. Whether it be Sierra Leone's fairytale 2-1 victory over Burkina Faso in the 1996 African Cup of Nations, or the thrilling nil-all draw between Switzerland and Honduras at the 2010 FIFA World Cup. The stadium is a world-renowned epicentre of world-class sporting fixtures. Regardless of the fine sporting heritage of the stadium, no sporting event captured the hearts and minds of the Bloemfontein people quite like the 1995 Rugby World Cup. First round bout between the All Blacks of New Zealand and the Cherry Blossoms of Japan. New Zealand coming off victories against Wales and Ireland and a combined total of 49 points were looking for a legitimate challenge to help harden them up for their assumed run into the finals. Japan coming off nail-biting losses against the same Welsh and Irish teams by a combined total of 69 points shaped up as the test New Zealand so badly needed. It was tipped as the game that no pundits nor fans alike could pick. A game that was surely going to go down to the final kick, the final tackle, the final moment of rugby brilliance. Such was the hype. The stadium quickly filled, peaking at slightly over 50% capacity. The people of Bloemfontein bayed for blood in the tackles and fire in the attack. They were not disappointed. Japan entertained the crowd beyond belief, slotting a fabulous penalty goal in the first half and looked well on their way to a historic victory before New Zealand ran in 84 points before the 40-minute mark. The second half was a similar spectacle. Japan teased the audience with 14 superbly taken points while the Kiwis took their foot off the gas, scoring a mere 61 And what still remains is the most points scored by a team in a single Rugby World Cup match. Japan's defence was breached 21 times for a total of 145 points. June 4, 1995, a date that continues to ring loud in the ears of all from the land of the rising sun. The scoreboard may have been New Zealand 145, Japan 17, but in the hearts and minds of rugby fans worldwide, it was the cherry blossoms that were the real winners.
I think rugby was a winner on the day. <laughs> As it will be, I, I think there is the return match, and everybody is talking about it already. I think tickets have been snapped up, haven't they? It's Friday, September 16. Mm. Uh, New Zealand will play Japan again in Rugby World Cup uh, 2011, Timmy. Well, they've got, a, they've got a chance for redemption, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's, it's a, the, uh, the Japanese <laughs> team, that's, it's, a, it's a very good competition over in Japan. There's a lot of um, expats that go over and, and, uh, and play in Japan. But, um, Berkey, you remember this. In, uh, in 2003... Um, the Japanese played against USA in Gosford. It was a, a fantastic game. And, and going to the ground, outside the ground, mm-hmm. um, there was a guy selling T-shirts. And the T-shirts read, it said, um, Pearl Harbor, winner, Japan. Hiroshima, winner, USA. No. Gosford, the decider. <laughs> <laughs> he sold out within five minutes. He tried to go back and get a reprint. People were chasing him everywhere to get another T-shirt. That is how important rugby is. Use your MasterCard to witness history at Rugby World Cup 2011. MasterCard.com.au This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. Just wrapping it all up now for you. Uh, good news at the Australian Rugby Union. Just uh, letting us know that the Test match, the Bledisloe Cup between uh, the Wallabies and the All Blacks at Suncorp Stadium, that's on August 27, it's sold out. A uh, full house there. Won't that be sensational as well? Uh, just wrapping up with the scores. Australia 39, South Africa 20, New Zealand 60, uh, just scraped past Fiji 14. Uh, Timmy, any other scores? Well, I thought I'd give you a few other scores as well to, um, this week. Uh, maybe a few GPS scores. I've got some GPS results from uh, Sydney. So mm-hmm. Newington 19 beat Shaw 18. Close one there. Mm-hmm. Joey's Matty Burke's old school 47 beat Grammar 19. Riverview 31 over Scott's 21. So that was a, a big result for Riverview. And in uh, GPS scores in Brisbane, uh, Trauma Grammar beat BBC by one point. Nudgy College beat Brisbane Grammar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Churchy 10, State High 5. And also Southport defeated uh, Gregory Terrace. So um, we'll get some other scores next week from some other competitions, maybe yeah. out in the country as well around Darling Downs. Yeah, well, I forgot to mention. I'd see what happened with the Colburn Reds this weekend. I'll uh, obviously go straight to find out now in a moment. Uh, just uh, The other result, of course, is at the, uh, the Hart Hammer has gone. That question we asked you, what stadium was the final of the 1991 Rugby World Cup played? It was, of course, Twickenham uh, and the winner of the Hard Hammer, Nothing Hits Harder, is Nathan from West Churnside in Queensland. Yeah, and also, I think also I mentioned to uh, the Appleby family as well, guys, uh, Haley Appleby passed away uh, late on Sunday night, the Queensland University player yep. uh, hitting a, uh, in a tackle uh, playing against the GPS uh, club here at A grade in, in Brisbane last week. So uh, the Appleby family, friends, uh, thoughts and prayers are with you. I know that uh, Haley's parents actually went to the uh, the game yesterday and sat on the bench with the uh, university rugby team and while they played against the Sunshine Coast. So wow. it's a very big rugby family, but that'll uh, support the Appleby family going forward and uh, thoughts and prayers with you guys. Yeah, from all here at the Ruck and the rugby family. Uh, that's it for this week. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Maddie. Thanks, Tim. Uh, join us next Sunday. We'll be back again. Have a great week. See ya. Use your MasterCard to witness history at Rugby World Cup 2011. MasterCard.com.au